can't eat anything. Is this South Africa? Nope. It's the Financial Guys radio program. We have the country of Asia. Nope. That's a continent. And uh, that's oops. Russia. Africa. That's a continent. How about a country in Africa? Uh, I know South Africa is over here somewhere. No, it's, no, it's south. down here. Yeah. Yeah, it's south. Oops. Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. It's Mike Hayflick and Mike Sparaza. <laughs> but Mike and Glenn uh, will certainly be back again soon. Uh, they are off this weekend. We are live in studio, Mike. A lot of fun, right, as always. Looking forward to a jam-packed show today. Absolutely. We are the Financial Guys uh, on the Financial Guys Media Network. And uh, we've got a lot to cover here today, folks. We're going to really focus a lot on immigration with a guest we'll get to in just a moment. Um, there's a humongous hot air balloon just sort of floating over the state of Montana, Mike. Yeah, actually, the problem is now it's not on Montana anymore, Mike. It's in the cr- Midwest of the United States, so it's moving, <laughs> and it shouldn't be. So we'll see. We'll talk about that later. As balloons do, right? Yeah, they yeah. float. They yeah. just float. They and, float away. And how it got over the United States airspace, eh, who knows? But we'll get into that, too. Um, Mike, you'd be pleased to know that in January, um, our president, I mean, you know how averages work, right? Being a sports guy, yeah. you know, completion percentage, batting average, that kind of thing. Joe Biden is just under 500, meaning almost, what, every other day of January, work day, he had a gaffe. No kidding. That's pretty impressive. No kidding. I mean, really, if you even just tried to have a gaffe every other work day, I'll bet you'd be hard-pressed to do it. We'll get into that later, too. But what's hard is when you barely speak, to have gaffes, period, is tough. But he, he manages it. He, <laughs> he manages, manages it. it. Yeah. He does it with just such grace. Yeah. Gaff, g- graceful gaffing. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's I something. love it. All right. And uh, what else are we going to talk about? Um, AOC throwing some tan- temper tantrums this week. Florida. Wait till you hear the stat on Florida compared to New York, folks. We'll just tease it. But wait until you hear this one. It'll be such a shocker. All right. Anyway, folks, if you need us throughout the week, 833-FIN-GUYS. You can call or text us, folks, 817. This would be area code 716-817-0716. Don't wait till the end of the show. Uh, If you want to chime in, ask our next guest any questions, please feel free to do so. So we're going to get right into um, in studio, live in studio with us, Buffalo Immigration Attorney Matthew Culkin. And uh, Matthew, he's uh, he's got a lot of followers now on Twitter, and and we maybe we can get a little sense of how that went from a lot to like astoundingly a lot of followers. Um, I have a feeling it, it's just about what he believes, and that a lot of people think like him. So uh, we're gonna introduce him right now. So Matt Colkin, thanks for joining us. Pleasure to be here. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Yeah, I think we, we start, Matt, obviously we, we love that you're a local business like us, Buffalo, New York, uh, immigration firm. So we're going to have you on the podcast. We're going to go much deeper on this topic on our podcast coming up this Thursday. Mike and I will uh, will tease that. But talk to us a little bit about immigration in 2023. Let's start there. It's never been this dysfunctional. and I've been practicing for 25 years now. I have never seen more incompetence than what I've seen since President Joe Biden took office. And why is that? Non-enforcement of the of the immigration law in the interior of the country, um, the amount of times it takes to have petitions and applications adjudicated either by the Department of State or USCIS inside of the country, uh, incompetence in the adjudication of those petitions, uh, and the incentivizing of unlawful immigration through the non-enforcement of the law inside of the country. 
So uh, before we get to the end of our segment with you, we're going to have you here just to that one thirty break. So, folks, um, you know, stay tuned. Listen in. Uh, we, we love to have specialists on our on our radio show, and that's what Matt is here today. Just quickly, give us uh, people a sense of where they can find you online and if they did need your assistance or had questions for you. Let's do that right now. Sure. My Twitter is M, it's at M Colkin, K-O-L-K-E-N. And my website is colkinlaw.com. Okay, so just give us a sense of what would a typical client, you know, someone who actually becomes a client of yours, what would that sort of look and feel like? Like, how do they contact you? What is a typical request of someone that you actually take on as a client? Well, if you were to ask a different immigration lawyer, it would be a more straightforward answer because I have a full spectrum practice. I represent people who are something as simple as marrying a non-U.S. citizen and wanting to sponsor them for a green card to investors who want to uh, create a business inside of the country or a U.S. employer that wants to hire someone and bring them to the United States uh, to an asylum seeker uh, to I have some uh, famous Internet uh, influencers that I represent, uh, big companies and um, and some some bad people, too. So people don't just come basically knocking on your door uh, to say, hey, I snuck across the southern border, made my way up to western New York. Matt, can you help me? Well, I, I, have, uh, I do have a, a, a portion of my practice that includes individuals who have done just that, who have snuck into the country. They've been here for may, maybe a, a decade or longer and uh, have children here who have been otherwise keeping their their uh, their head down and are are looking to try to get right with the law and they do make their way to me and I try to help them navigate through the legal process. On the podcast, we're going to go a little bit deeper into the '90s, 2000s, and up into the future too. But but today, I want to compare two things just because these are the most you know relevant right now and these are the last four to six years, right? Two different presidents. We had Donald Trump from 2016 to 2020, and now Joe Biden from the end of 2022. Um, present right what are the true differences matt between those two presidents and their policies on immigration all right well under trump he basically took the gloves off and he said if you're in the united states illegally we're going to find you and we're going to deport you and it doesn't make a difference that the immigration law uh, doesn't provide a solution to your problem Uh, that's not our problem that's your problem and as a result the amount of individuals that came to the southern border to try to come into the United States illegally plummeted under under Trump. He had far fewer deportations than his predecessor, Barack Obama. Joe Biden got into office, and uh, he is obviously beholden to the far left of our country. Uh, he stopped enforcing the law in the interior of the United States and basically said that if you can get here legally or illegally, and mostly it's illegally, if you can get here illegally, we're not going to deport you. And it's so it's incentivized the violation of U.S. immigration law. So really, I mean, we've had Mark Daniels, uh, Cochise County, Arizona uh, sheriff, here with us on on our show, on podcasts. What it really does then, if you don't enforce like President Trump did, it really puts a ton of stress on those law enforcement officials to actually get the bad guys, right? That's absolutely right. And And what we can talk about in the podcast, if you'd like, is that the law could be fixed in a way that would allow the vast majority of the individuals that are flooding our southern border to come here legally 
and that would alleviate the pressure on law enforcement because the individuals that are trying to come here illegally then are truly the bad guys, the bad hombres, and those are the people we want to keep out of this country. Yeah, and I think what's I think what's tough for me, Matt, and we've you know Mike and I have said this for years now. What's so hard for me to comprehend is you would think that if you want to become the president of the United States of America or the vice president of the United States of America or a politician for any state or, or, or in Congress or the House, whatever it is, why would you not want to make your country safe? Why would you not want to care about your borders? Why would you not want citizens of your own country to get jobs and go to work and, and be valuable members of society? Why are we so far the other way now where it's like asking someone to go to work is like, oh, my gosh. It's racist to make somebody go to work. It's crazy. It's I've stopped trying to make sense out of the nonsense. I mean, it's lunacy right now. And, and you know, in terms of lunacy is the perfect word because we are just in a, a society <laughs> of lunacy right now. What, what is it going to take to get these people to to understand our our point of view? Right. I mean, if you look at raw data of what's coming over that border, whether it be drugs, bad people or just people in general, it's not sustainable in 2023 and beyond. It absolutely isn't because the amount of unlawful immigration that we're seeing is unprecedented under Biden. Uh, there are more undocumented individuals in the United States than uh, since he took office, to my understanding from the statistics that I believe I just saw, than the seventh largest city in this country, which is Philadelphia. There's that, I mean, we are being flooded with illegal immigrants. And that's the ones we probably know about, right, or that are maybe on camera. No, or something. those are the ones that have we have st yeah with statistics of individuals who have gotten away from customs and border protection and my, my point would be how many more have we not seen or known that have gotten away too right i mean you could be almost i'm making numbers up here but you could almost be doubling or tripling that if it's it could you be don't know, you know it could be and you know it's funny because uh, on twitter this morning i saw that red dawn was uh was trending as a result of the the, the balloon and mm, all of yeah. those things that are going mm -hmm. on. And they, I saw a clip from the movie, which I hadn't seen in years, where they predicted that the uh, the assault that occurred in Red Dawn came across the southern border and it was, quote-unquote, mostly Cubans. <laughs> <laughs> mostly Cuba. I love it. I love it. Folks, we're going we're gonna to take a quick break. I, I do want to talk to um, after this. Um, again, if you want to find our specialist here in studio with us, Matt Colkin, go to at M Colkin, K-O-L-K-E-N, that's on Twitter, or ColkinLaw.com. Um, we're going to come back, and I actually want to talk to you, Matt, about those that, that want to come to the United States legally and why it is in our best interests as the U.S., the country, to have that be a very good, thriving kind of activity. Uh, but we're going to do that right after this break. Folks, if you need us throughout the week, 833-FIN-GUYS. If you need Mike Sparaza and his TFG Home and Auto, Mike is the managing partner of that group. He can help you with pretty much anything you own to make sure it's insured properly and insured at hopefully the lowest premium possible. So come and see Mike Sparaza. See us if you need something in terms of wealth management, retirement income planning, financial planning, and much, much more. 833-FIN-GUYS. You can also find us at FinGuys on Twitter. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with Matt Culkin. Got something? No, you're good. You're awesome. Good. <laughs> Mike's looking at me like he might stab me with his pen. But any <laughs> I don't think he's going to. I might get to go in my leg. I'll try and wince and not, not say a word. But um, right after this quick break, sorry, Pam. I'm probably confusing her so much right now. Uh, this is the Financial Guys. Mike Hayflick, Mike Sparaza on the Financial Guys Media. 
Alrighty, welcome back. You've got Mike Hayflick and Mike Sparaza in for Mike Lomas and Glenn Wiggle. We are the Financial Guys, happy to be here live in studio, and we're here with an immigration lawyer. So, folks, you know how we operate. We, we like to opine. We like to give uh, suggestions, I'll call them, but we also like to have experts, specialists tune in on things because, really, these are the people that actually day-to-day see what's going on on all of the various things that often upset us. So right now, folks, if you'd like to go online and find Matt Culkin, you could go to ColkinLaw.com or at M Culkin on Twitter. Um, Matt, I wanted to continue this because I think a lot of people, when we start talking about illegal immigration, the problems at the border, the people sneaking over, we often are sounding anti-immigrant, but you, you talked about this before the show. You've got family who immigrated to the United States. I do. Mike, you do, right? Yeah, I mean, we yeah. all do. That's how, that's how America was formed. So let's talk a little bit about the legal immigration process and why it really helps the Americans and all of us to have a functional immigration policy. Well, the reason why it needs to work properly is because it, when it doesn't, you're never going to turn off the magnet of people wanting to come to this country. It's the greatest country in the history of the planet. There's more opportunity here than there is anywhere else based on the system that our founders created. So you're not going to stop the, uh, uh, the flow of people wanting to come here. So rather than putting up, only putting up barriers to prevent them, legal barriers from being able to pre- prevent them from coming up here, coming here, you need to provide a system so that the individuals that our country needs can come here to streamline it to, a way, to such a way that it eliminates as much unlawful immigration as possible to allow our resources to be directed towards keeping the drugs and the criminals out of our country, or the terrorists for that mm-hmm. matter. Which we saw this week that maybe some a terrorist was caught this week. And, and Matt, I'm, I'm going to go back to what you just said because we, we talked about this on our podcast actually. The greatest country in the world is, is right here in America, right? I don't care what's going on in this country. We live in the greatest country of the world, and I truly believe that. However, a lot of people that live here don't believe that, okay? That's another part of the problem for myself personally. You mean the Democratic Party? Yeah, yeah. and a lot of the uh, LeBron Jameses of the world, the Joy Reeds the of the world. The ones that have made hundreds of millions of dollars. Right, on- right. Yet it's very unfair to them, but people are trying to get here in droves, literally across the border, to get to this great country. Do you think that's part of the problem, too, when you have people like you know LeBron James in the world constantly just poo-pooing our country and, and then again, as they're poo-pooing the country, wanting all these illegal aliens to come across every day and treat them the same way we treat our regular citizens here in America? Well, the liberal elite uh, have made it fashionable to hate, to hate the United States, number one. Right. But they also uh, embrace a not-in-my-backyard philosophy when it comes to undocumented immigrants. Yeah, that's true. They don't. They don't. Martha's Vineyard doesn't want uh, <laughs> people shipped to their island, right? Uh, because they don't have the resources to be able to deal with them. That's the crux of it, right? They can say they want all these people into the United States, but not in our neighborhood. You know, this isn't suitable. There aren't the resources <laughs> here. You know, Martha's Vineyard. That was just a hundred people. They had to bring in the National Guard. I mean, that may have been the best, the best thing I had ever heard of in terms of really sending that message, like slapping that le- the left in the face with, oh, it's okay to have an open border? They show up in Martha's Vineyard, and it's like, 
Oh, my God. Oh, wow. wow. Jeez, we don't know what to do. It's inhumane to send him here to this beautiful paradise of an island. My 25-bedroom house, I don't have the room for him. It I be- just can't. I can't. It, it suddenly became a humanitarian crisis, right. didn't it? J- just overnight. Mm-hmm. It might not have got overnight, to be honest with you. Matt, I do want to go some rapid fire with you here quick to start. Um, and we do have a caller that we'll get to at the end of this segment uh, before we go to the break. But let's talk about the... Uh, the, the party balloon in the air recently. So let, let's talk about that. So I, we said this before we got on the air today. I don't know if people know, Charlie Kirk just tweeted this earlier today, but G- uh, January 28th, I believe, that balloon has been in our airspace. January 28th. Now today, President Biden's starting to talk about do we need to shoot it down after it's gone across the whole United States of America. What are we doing with our military right now? If you're not going to take out possibly your biggest enemy if it's not russia it's china what are you doing i don't think we're doing anything unfortunately uh, i i just know and I, I tweeted this out this morning that if donald trump had allowed a spy balloon t- to leisurely make its way over our airspace and take as many pictures at once of our nuclear nuclear capabilities yeah literally there would be a procession of democrats marching articles of impeachment to the floor and they would not only secure his impeachment um, in Congress, but they would secure a conviction in the Senate, and then he would be charged with treason. And to be fair, probably rightfully so. Exactly. This is not something in impeachment where we're like, okay, wait a minute, this is just getting outrageous, they want to get him out of here. Rightfully so. You let a Chinese spy balloon go across your country, and, and you made the perfect point. It's not hanging over Grand Island, New York, just checking out the, you know, Niagara Falls or something. Checking out the Grand Island Vikings. <laughs> yeah, that's right, checking out the, the, the greatest high school in western New York. It's not doing that. It is hovering over nuclear uh, facilities, right? Or where our, where our biggest, you know, wartime assets are. That's what it's doing. Wait, and- wait, wait, wait. I, I, have a, I have a real problem <laughs> with this. The Chinese government, Mike, has said it's a civilian weather device that deviated far off its planned course. So stop trying to say that it's something deviant. That is as much as a weather device as I am LeBron James. So that's, that's, but, but seriously, Matt, I mean, that it's, it's, what you just said is perfectly accurate, and it's so perfectly said that that's what should happen. You should be impeached for letting that. And then as it gets across your whole country, now you're saying, well, maybe we should shoot that thing down. After they've gotten everything that they needed. Right. So hasn't all the damage just already been done, essentially? Well, I mean, and that's the case. We should invite more. Because what difference does it make? Right. And what's scary to me, Matt, is that if that had a nuclear weapon on it, by the way, I mean, the, the government can say, well, we, we knew it didn't or something. But that could kill us all in 30 seconds. Well, in, in a, and this is a rabbit hole that yeah. I invite your, your listeners to go down. Dan Rather, or excuse me, uh, Ted Koppel, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Ted Koppel wrote a book uh, called uh, Lights Out, and it talks about um, the, how uh, susceptible our electric grid is to attack. And mm-hmm. one of the ways that he explains in the book is through an electric magnetic pulse. And mm-hmm. it's not even hitting our cities with a nuclear weapon it's detonating it in the in the air and that will basically knock out all of our electric uh, capabilities and will basically send us back to the stone age and coming off a blizzard where what upward of 47 people died because of frigid frigid temperatures electric uh, you know outages 
in a time when <laughs> here in the Northeast we're so susceptible, we're susceptible across the entire country to these things, and here our president and his administration is allowing this thing to just float on over airspace here in the U.S. If we all just had electric cars and electric stoves and electric furnaces, this would all be figured out. We would have no problems here at all. I mean, you can just get rid of the gas. You can't make this stuff up. You just can't make it up. Uh, we we do have a couple callers, Matt. Are you okay to stay across the of next course. break, and we'll go to a quick break, Mike, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll come back. Right. Does that make Absolutely. sense? Absolutely. Okay, yeah. We we have just another minute. I, yeah. I'm going to say this, folks. So I, I'm going to do just a very informal uh, survey. So the humongous hot air balloon, you know, that floated over the state of Montana. It's now beyond that, of course. Is it a Chinese spy surveillance balloon trying to get intelligence from places like Maelstrom Air Force Base? That in uh, Montana, um, Minot in North Dakota, or Warren in Wyoming? Or is it maybe, as the Chinese government said, a civilian weather device that deviated far off its planned course? Why on earth does the Chinese government need to know what the weather's like or the climate's like here in the U.S., Mike? I don't know that. Or this is what I think it might be, but I'm going to let you decide. Is it a hot air balloon for our president and maybe Chinese President Xi to just do some U.S. sightseeing in? I didn't see a basket hanging from it, did you? I did not. Okay. No, I did not. And and I'll tell you, I have some breaking news actually coming back on the other side. Here. Okay. So, so I will I will tease that now, and we will be right back, folks. All right, perfect. Uh, you've got the financial guys, Mike Hayflick, Mike Spraza, and in studio, immigration attorney Matt Culkin. Don't go away, folks. We'll be right back. It's happy to be here live in studio with immigration attorney Matt Culkin. Um, I do want to uh, plug something here. I guess it's a bit attorney-like uh, theme. Estate planning, transferring wealth. This is with Charlie Sparaza and Anthony Zeffler, uh, how to pass wealth tax-free. That event is February 8th, 6.15 p.m. in person and online. If you'd like to stay in the comfort of your home, crack open a beer, maybe a glass of wine, a coffee, whatever, you can actually watch this online. You can register at thefinancialguys.com forward slash events. Here with Matt Culkin, we're going to hit the lines here, the phone lines, and then right after a couple of these calls, we're going to head, go ahead and go to the breaking news desk yeah. with Mike Sparaza. <laughs> he has been uh, staying tuned in online, but we'll, uh, we'll talk about that in a second. I think we have John from Rochester. John, thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. Hey, hey guys, uh, I got to tell you, uh, this is a so, such a timely topic. Uh, you know, Biden, uh, he's incapable of uh, making these decisions. It's, he's being prompted and he's a puppet of the, of the uh, radical left right now on so many, so many uh, issues. And uh, it's almost like what's happening is it's, it's a page out of uh, the Communist Manifesto or Rules for Radicals by Saul Alinsky. Uh, they're overwhelming the system, the present system, to create chaos, and immigration is a good example of that. Matt, i got a question for you uh, on immigration. I had read about, uh, in, in the last, uh, I think, the $1.9 trillion bill they just passed, uh, trillion-dollar bill, I should say, uh, they, I heard that through 2027, almost $1 billion could be allocated to free legal uh, consultation and representation to illegal immigrants. And uh, obviously, 
that's not good news. What are your thoughts? Thanks, John. I'm going to let Matt go ahead and answer that. Well, it's it's another incentive uh, for people to come to the United States uh, unlawfully because if they know that chances are if they enter the United States illegally that under President Biden the law is not going to be enforced, that if in the unlikely event that the law is enforced, that they're going to be given a free lawyer. So uh, it's just one more it's, it's one more uh, low-hanging fruit for them to grab. And I would say, John, before we let you finish up, that I, I would say it's that same word we always keep using, incentivizing. It's, it's all they're doing is incentivizing these people day in and day out to come over here the wrong way and not work with people like you, Matt, not do it the right way to come into this country legally the way that everybody's had to do it for 100 years. And to feel good about doing that, right? We, right. we, we chatted about this. Like, it really feels great to come into the United States, the best country ever, and do it legally and not hide in the shadows. Well, that's that's correct, but the problem isn't necessarily all on the shoulders of the, of the immigrant that's coming here illegally uh, because the law is so draconian, number one, and number two, it's so restrictive that it doesn't really afford an individual a fair opportunity to do it the right way and they're being punished for trying to do it the right way. They're being by by there being no way to come here legally, or the uh, overly restrictive wait times to be able to come here legally for business purposes, et cetera. Or alternatively, uh, they can come here illegally and uh, be given a free lawyer if they get caught. John, we'll give you the last word, buddy. You know, it all goes back to uh, the media. Not the Democrats, the media. If the media was fair, we get the Buffalo You have the Buffalo News there in Buffalo. You got the Democrat and Chronicle here in, in Rochester. We got WXXI, the NPR stations. They're like crickets on the invasion of this, the illegals. We, I guess we got five uh, million illegals that have gotten in. There's an, 800, there's an additional 800,000 that are unaccounted for. And uh, it's the media and their. Uh, propaganda of their misinformation and disinformation that's killing this country. And that's the, that's the uh, if we had a fair media, we wouldn't have this problem. Well, I- ironically, if the Republicans were to champion some form of immigration reform that solved the problem, it would be the quickest way for the Democrats to, uh, to be uh, enforcement-minded, because the last thing the Democrats want are a bunch of immigrants that are going to become Republicans. Right. In full disclosure, Matt, you are not afraid to say you're not a Democrat. You're not actually a Republican, though, right? I'm a libertarian that was forced into the Republican Party uh, back in 2020 because of what I perceive as being illegality out of the, uh, the far left. Thanks, John. We appreciate your call. Um, we have, I know, Marcus on deck. And uh, if you'd also like to chime in, folks, 844-434-4TFG. Text us, 716-817-0716. We actually have a text before we go to Marcus here. Um, they said, I have a great idea. Tax the undocumented. And and to be fair, you know, if everybody was came here and did it the right way, they would be getting taxed instead of having to say tax the undocumented, right? It would be, nope, you just come here legally and you get on, you know, become a citizen like the rest of us. And when you get a job, you pay your taxes. Our country just can't do that, though. We, we can't figure that out. All right, let's go to Marcus. Uh, Marcus, you've got Matt Culkin and Mike Hayflick, Mike Sparaza. Yeah, good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, I have a theory. The reason why they're not dealing with this balloon is I believe Biden is compromised. And what I mean by that is, you know, we're spending 
$40-$45 billion to the Ukraine. Uh, there's questions on uh, the president and his son conducting business, no different than China. Uh, during the Reagan days or even Trump's days, you know, that balloon would never be flying over our country. So, so you know, what we need to do is we need to take the Macy's Day's uh, Red Baron Snoopy and we need to launch that balloon and we need to take this balloon down. <laughs> so that's a and, widely and thought we, notion. Well, real quick, um, Marcus. That's a widely thought notion. I don't think that's a conspiracy theory, what you just described. I want Matt's opinion on this. Matt, is it likely or possible, we'll say, that President Biden is compromised and, and with his various Chinese connections between him and Hunter, that the Chinese are doing whatever they feel like doing? I think that uh, the answer lies in how much wealth uh, Biden was able to accumulate when he became vice president of the United States. And I'll say this, too. I mean, whether he's compromised or not, you know, Matt, we said it before in the earlier in the segment. That balloon went from the west coast of America to the east coast of America. It is totally unacceptable. I don't care if he's compromised. I don't care if he was getting paid off for something. I don't care if he's completely right in the head, which I don't think he is. His his people, his cronies, I'll call them, his his leaders should be telling him, Joe, this is bad. They're getting everything they want on us. We got to take this thing down. And to be honest with you, it doesn't seem like he has a care in the world about it. He doesn't probably know about it. That's another side of it. Marcus, go ahead and wrap up your point. We have some breaking news then. Yeah, the other point, you know, um, you take, again, on Reagan's or Trump's watch, would they be messing with Taiwan? Look at what's going on with North Korea. Trump seemed to go over there and have one meeting and get things straightened out. They weren't launching any missiles. You got Iran. Um, you know, the world's in a, in a very difficult uh, situation. And I just hope that the Republicans that were just elected for Congress, that these hearings, that this needs to be dealt with so that we could move on with our country, you know, and we're spending, you know, your, Matt, your immigration, right? Yes. They're concerned about Russia being on, the, on the, the, the ground of the Ukraine, but we have an open border. So I'll just leave it at that, guys. Thanks, Marcus. Thanks. You know, so <laughs> figuratively, we may have said China's floating a trial balloon here just to see what the reaction of the U.S. will be. But I think they truly have floated a trial balloon over the U.S. It's obvious that they're... They're dipping their toe in the water. There was a four-star, I think a four-star Air Force general uh, that was just reported to uh, be saying that we will be in war with China by 2025. We might not make it to 2025 at this. Well, maybe under Joe Biden we will, but but or we mm -hmm. won't get there because he won't do anything. But that's right. I mean, w people know what's coming. And this is what I've always said for the people that said, you know, how could you vote for Donald Trump? He, orange man, terrible, bad tweeter. He's mean. He's, uh, he's unhappy. He's angry. Th this and is have you seen that hair? <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right, right. That's right. But I will say this was one of the biggest two reasons why I wanted Donald Trump. I liked the idea of the wall. I have family that's had many issues with drugs and, and many issues from the drugs later on in their lives that I, 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 I everybody that's listened knows that I want that wall closed or that that border, that border closed, closed. And that's mm -hmm. a wall for me. OK, 
the other thing I always said about Trump was he would not get bullied on the world stage ever. No matter what happened, the guy would never get bullied. And here we are two years into his presidency. He's been getting bullied. But now this is like another form of bullying to me. Like now China's like, yeah, we're good here. We'll do whatever we want. Russia went into Ukraine. They all know what they're dealing with. A guy that can't be tough and won't fight back. There was a reason why Trump was the only president in, I think, my lifetime not to, where there was no new war started. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's a deal maker. He's a deal maker. He's a problem solver. And uh, Matt Colkin is certainly a problem solver. He actually (laughs) speaks common sense, which we always love on this show and on our podcasts. Matt, just before we part with you, we can't thank you enough for being here. Tell everyone again how they can contact you, how they can follow you and your sensible comments online. You can follow me on Twitter at at mkolken, M-K-O-L-K-E-N, or my website is uh, kolkenlaw.com. Awesome. Matt, we hope to have you on the show again, and we hope to have you on the podcast again soon. We're going to have you mm-hmm. on the podcast coming up this week, but then again, maybe in a month or two after, see how this immigration situation's going. We, Like you said in the break last time, we have Texas, I believe it is, adding their own borders are now so Kamala Harris couldn't get it done so now we have we have some new talent in there so I'm sure there'll be more to talk about here in the future we shall see awesome Matt Colkin thanks again uh, folks we're going to take a quick break you got Mike Hayflick Mike Sparaza here on the Financial Guys Media Network all righty welcome back another great thanks to Buffalo immigration attorney Matt Colkin A great, great segment with somebody who knows how this is supposed to work and can explain why it isn't. Um, Matt gave us all sorts of great info. You can also hear Matt, Mike, and I on our podcast this coming Thursday, and it'll be a more extended version of immigration in the U.S., uh, how it was and how it is and what he thinks is going to happen in the future. So another Great, great guest um, at M. Colkin, colkinlaw.com. And we do have another guest coming up in the second hour, Mike, uh, an OAN news uh, anchor on the weekends and a reporter during the week, so that'll be fun. OANN news reporter Monica Page coming up in hour number two. Awesome. And uh, first, though, the breaking news is that we have Charlie Sparaza on the line, and if you don't like what Charlie says, he'll come and break your legs. Charlie, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. I might have my leg breakers with me. Thanks for taking my. You don't do that dirty work stuff. anymore. You don't do the dirty work. No, 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 no. You get too old. You let somebody else do it and teach them how to do it. <laughs> I love it. Send a message out. I love it. So but, first, let's plug your event with Anthony Zeffler. It was really, really yes. successful the first time. It's now online, yes. but you're doing a new uh, kind of, I guess, updated version of the estate planning, transferring wealth to pass wealth tax free. Um, that's on February 8th, 6.15 p.m. You can register at thefinancialguys.com forward slash events, in-person or online viewing. Charlie, just tell us a really quick uh, synopsis of what you and Anthony are educating people on. It, 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 these are just techniques to how to pass the wealth on to to family members. I mean, you know the IRA rules change now. Our kids are being going to be taxed at a much larger amount. How to get around some of that. Um and just simply passing your wealth down without having to go through the probate courts and all the different things that people grab parts of the estate from the family. We'll show you how to ways to get around that and how to actually bypass probate and some of these things. So it's a really interesting program, and it's been my life for 43 years. 
we are in the business of helping people help themselves, and this is one of the ways that we do it. And again, that event is Wednesday, February 8th, 6.15 p.m., in person and online at thefinancialguys.com slash events. You can register there in person or online. Awesome. Charlie, why, why shouldn't we give the IRS in New York State more of our money? Why, why would we pass it on to our loved ones, right? Well, no, I mean, sometimes you don't like your loved one. That's why you give it to the state. <laughs> I, I just want to write Kathy Hochul a personal check for everything I've got on my last yeah, day on I've, Earth. Yeah, I am signed everything to her already. She's already in my will. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> somehow I somehow I wonder if she's on everybody's will at this point because she seems to get everybody's money whether they're alive or dead at this point. Let me let uh, me go to you. Let me go to you real quick because you had an interesting thing happen to you uh, during the last yeah. storm, and you yeah. and I have talked about this numerous times. Obviously, you being my father, we talk quite a bit. But you yeah. had an accident in that storm, and I'm going to let you kind of set the stage there, and then I can jump in and we can talk through it for your for your car accident story here. Yeah, well, for the listeners out there, this is really important. My favorite commercial is pay for what you need, right? So when you do that, pay for what you need. New York State's got minimum limits. That's all you need to be, you know, in compliance with the state rules. But when you do that, here's the end result. So you know I got broadsided, right? He's 100% at fault. We, we, we take the vehicle over to the collision shop. And I get a call a week later from his insurance company saying, listen, the claim is over. He's exceeded his property damage, which was $10,000. I said, what do you mean he exceeded it? Well, my damage was 17000 So his only has ten. So that stops them from paying any more than that. Now that leaves me in the hole for a little over 7000 Now, for me, I'm lucky because I'm smarter than the average bear. I have collision on my vehicle, which picked up the difference. However, I have a $1,000 deductible. And the shame of that is, He's 100% at fault, but it's going to cost me $1,000 because he wasn't paying attention. And this is all because, this is, this is what kills me. This is why I'm going to encourage everybody to call tomorrow or Monday for $15 more a year. Instead of having 10000 of property damage, he could have had fifty, And this, we wouldn't even have this conversation. So now that I'm out to 1000 I feel bad that I got to go after him for it. But here's the thing: maybe that's his. Maybe he's got a lot of money. It doesn't matter. Maybe it's his rent, mammy. Maybe it's putting food on the table. But why should I pay the thousand? Why should anybody pay when it's somebody else's fault? All because you don't review your coverage and you only buy what you need. This is the problem with some of the stuff that's out there. You know, somebody said something earlier about we'll give you, we'll, we'll give you, we'll look at the rates. It's not always the rate. It's it's what coverage you get. And if you don't have the right coverage, you wind up giving it back when you get sued or somebody takes more money from you. This is why it's so important to pull the policies out, call TFG Auto and Home, and get a review as soon as possible. What's the worst that can happen? And they don't even charge you, right, Mike? We don't charge a fee for no, that, right? No, it's a complimentary consultation. Even if we, we help you, we don't charge a fee to work with us. And I, and I will say this, too, to, to expand on that story a little bit. You're exactly right. People don't know that it's minimal increases or increase in cost to increase your coverage. I just worked with somebody this week. He actually called the office and said, I just want you guys to take over my policies. I love you guys. I love what you do on the radio. Just take over what I, what I work with. So I did that. And then I called him right as the policy renewed and said, all right, let's take a look at your coverages now so we can increase some things and fix some things. Maximize medical payments. In this case, just like the guy you hit, um, I bumped the property damage, though, from fifty to 100000 I did all these changes, and it cost $30 a year. $30 a year to double your life, or your property damage, 
75,000 more on personal injury protection. We did all that for $30 per year, and that's what people understand. And in, in your case, now you have a claim on your record, Dad. You also had to pay $1,000 out of pocket. It's an at-fault claim, but it's still a claim on your record, all because that individual didn't have the right coverage. And I'm going to let people know this. If you sue somebody, like you may do, that has minimal auto insurance coverage, I'm going to bet they have minimal dollars because most people that have that coverage don't have extra money to throw around. So suing somebody for five, $6,000 to try and make up the, the difference is probably not going to happen. You know it. I know it. We all know it. Right. And, and, and again, it's all because a lot of people don't look at the coverage. And this commercial slaves me with pay for only what you need. How do you know what you need until you need it, right? Well, Absolutely. And it's also talking to people that care about coverage and care about you and your family, too. I think that's the other thing that I can say for my team. Obviously, this is my father we're talking to, but I treat my clients the same as I would treat my dad. Have the right coverage. Minimum $100,000 of property damage these days based on what everything costs. Liability minimums of 100000 300000 not the twenty five fifty that the guy that hit my dad had. That is so important. It's not just about money. It's also about the coverage that you have to make sure. And you can you can yeah. fix it for thirty, hundred, two hundred hours a year. And in some cases, I'm going to use you, Mike. Mm-hmm. Like I helped you mm-hmm. better coverage and saved you five hundred hours a year. So no th- you know, th- it's not always about spending more money either. No doubt. No doubt. No, so go yeah. ahead, Charlie. Your last word. No, no, no. It just look. Um, to encourage everybody, your listeners. Pull the policy out, call them up, go for review. It can hurt. It can only help. It can only help. And and just so you know, Charlie, maybe not everyone thinks this, but I think you're smarter than most of the smart bears out there, not just the <laughs> average bears. I'm I'm an average guy. I got my legs to take care of the I'll tell you what, you uh, are one uh, smart dude and, and folks, that is one of just the many specialists we have in our firm. Again, Charlie is co-presenting on estate planning, transferring wealth, and passing wealth on tax-free to your family. You may have given up on the idea of legacy, folks, with all this inflation and the the costs and the the diminishing of your own wealth. But I'll tell you what, come to this seminar or tune in online at thefinancialguys.com forward slash events, Wednesday, February 8th, 6.15 p.m. Thanks again, Charlie. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good rest of the day. All right, Bye. you got it. Sounds good. Yep, Charlie Sparaza, um, honestly, you know, whenever I talk to Charlie or hear him, I think, oh, my gosh, is there a lot that I don't know? Like, you don't know what you don't know until you hear it. Yeah, I think that's, you know, experience is everything, right? Yeah. That's what we say, experience is everything. However, experience isn't everything in politics, Mike, and I don't mean to segue back. <laughs> oh, but oh, the other breaking news. The other breaking news. Experience isn't everything in politics. You look at Joe Biden, he's been around for like 80-something years in politics, has never really gotten anything done. You look at Kamala Harris, been around politics 20-something years, hasn't really gotten anything done. And this is what happens when people that are in positions that shouldn't be, uh, what happens to your country Disclose.tv, uh, which is a is a news source on Twitter, mm-hmm. says two things that just happened in the last hour here. We, we teased this news, and then we you know went away from the news. Mm-hmm. Um, the FAA just shut down airspace in parts of North and South Carolina after Biden said we are going to take care of the Chinese spy balloon. Oh, great. Now so, he's acknowledging it's a spy balloon. I just want to let everybody know, though, this thing has been here since January 28th. Started on the west coast and most of you know it was in montana it now made its way all the way to south carolina north carolina for those of you out there that don't know the map 
North Carolina, South Carolina, is on the farthest side of the East Coast as it can be. So this balloon went from West Coast to East Coast, and God only knows, Mike, <laughs> what it got footage of. And now he's going to take care of it, folks. Mm-hmm. Now. And yep. by the way, this is our president who who also said this week, I think it was a, or this past month, a joint event with the Mexican and Canadian Prime Minister, the Mexican president, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. He said, I want the record to show I don't know what questions I didn't answer. <laughs> Can't, I don't even know what to say. And here's here's our leader trying to decide what to do with a Chinese spy balloon that's floated over our almost entire United States, continental United States. You know what? Maybe Eric Swalwell will know what to do with this. He's dealt with the Chinese spies before. Maybe he will know how to fix this problem. Mike, I do want to, uh, uh, I almost said tweet. Uh I do want to tease uh, the next hour because we got a couple great guests coming up. Lauren Fox to talk about the Orchard Park schools and what's going on there. And Monica Page from OAN. N. I, I always forget the second on there. OANN uh, weekday. Uh, mm-hmm. I always say anchor. It's not an anchor. She's a weekday uh, reporter. reporter and a weekend anchor. So she'll Got be it. joining us too to talk about everything going on in the United States, America, and across the world. Awesome. We're going to take a quick break, folks. If you need us throughout the week, eight three three Fin Guys. You're listening to the Financial Guys here on the Financial Guys Media Network. On my lap, and I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Now here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. That's that's Joe's favorite group, the Fifth Dimension, talking about flying in a beautiful balloon. Because I I wonder, Mike, is it really this this espionage um, you know strategy on the Chinese part? Is it just a weather balloon you know that sort of straight off course according to the Chinese government, or is it just that Joe was hoping they could put a basket on this thing and take uh, take President Xi for a ride? For, for those out there that are still Joe Biden defenders and think this guy is just the best thing since sliced bread and he's, you know, he makes Donald Trump look like a terrible president, give us a call. I, I, I suggest you do that, 844-434-4TFG, or text us because we know you won't call us, 716-817-0716. Call us or text us on why you think this guy is still the answer for America. Six days, Mike, six days this thing has been in our airspace. There's also another one reported in Latin America now. Six <laughs> days it's been in our airspace, though, west coast to east coast. And now Joe, tough guy Joe, hairy legs Joe, <laughs> I love kids on my lap Joe, is telling us, guys, I got it. We're going to shoot it down. Joe, who still calls Kamala Harris <laughs> the president. Joe, who says 20,000 pounds of fentanyl, folks. It's enough to kill a 1,000 people in this country. Uh, No. Massive, massive math error there, Joe. It could kill four billion people, yep. right? So this this president of ours, folks, um, I keep thinking of elections matter, and elections absolutely matter. And we are in trouble right now when you have Chinese espionage-type balloons floating over our continental U.S., making its way all the way from the West Coast now, breaking news, all, all the way into the Carolina area and with another in Latin America. Who knows where that one's going to end up? Mike, I think the damage is already done. 100% it is. And, and whether this is a dry run or just them taking pictures of things, they know where everything is. Not to mention, folks, they're buying farmland, China is, across America every year. 
They're buying massive quantities of farmland in the United States. So just think about that. And I'll tell you, Mike, we make jokes on this show. We laugh. We, we, we can't believe things. We're shocked mm-hmm. by things. I am getting to the point now where it's not funny. I'm not laughing anymore. Right. I'm actually getting really angry about this. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at every listener and everybody that they talk to, any listeners, family, or friends. You need to get people to the voting box. And you have to start voting. And you have to start making decisions for your country and for everyone living in your country, not for your feelings. Because guess what? Your feelings don't matter when China blows up the country with a nuclear weapon. Your feelings don't matter when China takes us hostage or blows up the electrical grid. Feelings won't matter anymore. So stop voting with, oh, my gosh, that man was so mean on Twitter, and vote about what really is important, your safety and our national security. No doubt. No doubt. And, uh, boy, (laughs) I don't know how much more evidence we need of how incompetent, incoherent not only the president is, but this whole administration is. Kamala Harris, boy, I, I, I fear to think what would she be doing besides cackling and saying, <laughs> look at the balloon. Hey, kids, let me explain what this is, just like I explained what outer space is like. I mean, she, literally, she'd be she'd be saying, hey, let's all gather around. Let's let's do a nice little a video op and a, a, a photo op so I can talk about hot air balloons and how friendly we are with the, the Chinese government. <laughs> Folks, we're in our second hour. Just again, if you need us throughout the week, 833-FIN-GUYS. If you'd like to chime in right now, give us a call at 844-434-4TFG. Our text line, you said Mike Lomas on the text line. Yes. Um, Mike <laughs> Mike, Mike was uh, texting in too. Um, you could text us at 716-817-0716. Mike Lomas texting into the text line. When I say text line for Mike Lomas, it's actually just our group chat. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, the national windshield record is set. I believe that was in New Hampshire. I'm not reading the whole article right now, but uh, he says so much for global warming. <laughs> and he's right. Um, <laughs> climate change, baby. It's climate it, change. It's climate change. It's, it, is, it is changing that's, like it always has. That's right. Right? It always has. Let, let me ask you a question, Mike, and this is a serious question. How many hours or days is it until we hear the White House tell us they are going to dive into the root causes <laughs> of a hot air balloon, as they'll call it, I'm sure, above our you know airspace, 60,000 feet in the air? How long is it before they say root causes or, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to get to the bottom of this? We're really going to figure out what happened here. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, you mean, uh, it's no big deal. You know, come on. Yeah. It's, it's innocent. Come on. Everyone's making a big deal they're about taking this. taking pictures up there. What are they, what's, what's the what big are deal? What are they doing? You know, they're sightseeing, essentially, right? They're going to put pictures on that free um, website, you know, the freedom of speech and freedom of expression yeah. <laughs> internet out yeah. in China, right? Oh, they're just going to show everyone. Look at how beautiful this this United States is. Jeez, are you thinking to go there? They could become like travel agents for us, right? It's it's truly amazing. Um, and again, to the defenders of Joe Biden, please, please, I'm begging you, shoot us a call eight four 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 three four four TFG or seven one six eight one seven zero seven one six. I would love to know. I really would on why this man should still be our president. And you know, Mike. Matthew Colkin brought up a great point. We had him on the show earlier. Mm -hmm. If this was Donald Trump, this would have been articles of impeachment yesterday, two days ago, three days ago. And you said rightfully so. And rightfully so. This is now national security. This is no more joking matter. The border's bad enough. The border's bad enough. Now you're allowing satellites, essentially, over our airspace, Mm -hmm. and you act as if, like, you know, all week. They have not said one word about it, Mike. Not a word. word. 
Not a word. And, and uh, I mean, how much more serious is literally this going to get? Like, you know, that's one balloon. There's a second balloon. Um, are there more? I mean, are there more that we just don't even know about? What was the intention? What are we going to do about it, folks? Like, what's the, what's the, you know, what's the consequence to China sending this balloon over? I think they have no worries not a worry in the world that this administration will do a thing. And it just begs the question, is it because they've got a lot of dirt on Joe Biden because of his interactions with China and, and Hunter? Is it? I'd like to know for sure. But whatever the case is, American citizens deserve to remain safe. Americans deserve to think that we are not going to be taken down by what was it called? Like the electric magnetic pulse, the EMP, yeah, yeah. or some some new virus that's going to get launched through balloons. Um, whatever the case, I said, we've already seen the damage. They did it. There's been little to no reaction a week, Mike, as you said, a week after we knew it was on its way here. Little to no reaction. That's our president. That's this administration. I'd, I'd say this. How safe are we? And here's my thing. The report said that the government has known about this balloon since January 28th. We found out about this as a country like two days ago. That is not right. No. We should know this stuff. And we found out about it because somebody saw it. Yeah. And somebody said, well, that's the moon over there, and that is another thing. I don't know what that we is. We don't know what that is. We don't know what that is. <laughs> that's how we found out about this. And to me, that's really scary because the government can say what they want. It wasn't a, you know, it's not carrying a nuke. It's not, but if there's something over our, our airspace and we don't know about it, God forbid, Mike, a plane headed or something. Like, what, like you know, right. 250 right. people on a, on, a, on a jet died for something like that. It's just crazy. And this government is something else. And I will say this. I will say this. We better get answers next week from the press secretary, which that'll, I'm sure, mm -hmm. be a joy to listen to, <laughs> from the president, from the vice president, from the generals, whoever it is. I want answers on why they knew about that January 28th and why they let it go from first when we knew Montana to now over South Carolina. I want, I want answers on that. I think everyone's going to want answers. And, I mean, we need them. We need to know what's going on here. You know, really, like, like this is such a, provo a provoking, a pro what, pro pro provocation, yep. right, to all of us, and, and specifically to that Biden administration. We're going to do this, and we're going to see what you do. We see that you didn't do anything. We see that we got away with it. What else can we now get away with? I mean, this is not difficult. Again, <laughs> Matt Culkin was spot on. This would never have happened under Trump. The attempt would never have happened. If the attempt was there, he would have had those things taken out very quickly, and he would have been on the phone with President Xi and said, what are you doing? Do not ever, ever do that again while I'm president. Got a couple great texts here. I got to read one. So this is, this, is, this is true. Joe Biden is the best president because he makes Donald Trump look like the Messiah, looking for salvation in 2024. <laughs> right on the money, Clarice from Cheektowaga. Yeah, that is one thing Joe Biden has done well. He's made Donald Trump look like the second coming of, of Jesus. So that, that is true. <laughs> I also got a text here on, um, um, from a caller here. Global warming, my butt. We could use some warming in our area. I agree with that. It's like one degree outside today. Oh, my gosh. Um, Mike, I, I think, I think the, the frustration, again, though, has to come back to us, the voters. Mm -hmm. You have to keep being frustrated and remember these things. No right? Doubt. And go to the voting box and go mm -hmm. vote. And I'll say it the right way. 
whether people like us or don't like us, voting the right way is voting for you and your family and your future. Mm-hmm. Not voting for Ukraine, not voting for China, not voting for other countries that we're giving money to mm-hmm. every other week. Vote for our country and our people and our safety and our our right to live in a country that's free, mm-hmm. fair, yep. I'll say fun, not I'll, being, I'll stay with the Fs. Not being you know? spied upon. Right, right. <laughs> not, not being threatened by a, like another behemoth in this, right. in this universe of ours. So, Mike, on other news, Florida... You'll, you'll be shocked. Don't fall out of your chair. Make sure you're stable over there. Florida has more jobs now than New York for the first time. How could that be? <laughs> I have no idea. How could that be? More Americans moving to low-tax areas. Well, now there's more workers in the sun, sunshine state. And so can't, can't have to do with Ron DeSantis and how, how great he runs a country. It's not can't be about how opp- oppressive our state is becoming. And it can't be about, like, taking fossil fuels away from people, right? Wanting to get rid of natural gas, one of the cleanest burning types of fossil fuels you could ever use to heat your homes. Oh yeah, and by the way, we just had a blizzard. We we literally have almost historic wind chills right now. If people lost power in their homes right now and had no natural gas or maybe couldn't even use wood burning stoves, there'd be a lot of deaths. You'd have to you'd have to bring in body bags like you've never brought in before because of that. And that's the policies of some of the leftists out there, folks. And, Mike, I'm going to get into this now because we're going to go to a quick break before our next guest is on the line. We're also going to talk another reason why people are leaving the state of New York, and it involves schools. So don't don't turn the dial. You're going to want to hear this again uh, on why Orchard Park made a very interesting uh, school policy, I'll call it, and what the ramifications of that are. Awesome. That's going to be coming up right after this break. If you need us throughout the week, 833-FIN-GUYS. You can find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter at FinGuys. Go to thefinancialguys.com. You can also even register for an upcoming workshop on estate planning led by Charles Sparaza and Anthony Zeffler. Go right to the thefinancialguys.com and look under events to register for that February 8th workshop. Folks, you've got Mike Havlick, Mike Sparaza here. We are the Financial Guys on the Financial Guys Media Network. All righty, welcome back. If you think like us, folks, you need us throughout the week. We do manage money for a living. Go through our unique homework process, folks. Uh, it's unique because we actually have you do it. And I say that uh, a bit in jest, but many people we see find out that all the planning that gets done, uh, all the actual specific details that we draw out of them, it was never done before. And so do that with us. We need to know the details of your life to be able to help you in the most unique and specific way and most successful way. So please call us, 833-FIN-GUYS. Let us take you through that. We also do Social Security claiming strategies, not how to apply for Social Security benefits. But myself, Ron Reinstein, we help people decide when the right time to claim is. All right, It's different than just doing it. It's when, why to do it. Medicare, holy cow, can we help you? Health insurance before Medicare years and thereafter. Our team is exceptional. TFG Home and Auto, (laughs) the uh, property and casualty area, life insurance. We have specialists in many areas. Use us as a resource. Um, Right now, live, we have a guest, and we are going to go down the road of trans policies, folks. 
This has been wild, widely in the news. Wildly, maybe, is in, in the news, too. It is wild, that's for sure. Um, I, I can just tell you, uh, Mike, I went up to Oswego. I, I went to see a hockey game, great hockey game between Oswego and Geneseo last night. And, um, you know, went into the men's room to relieve myself, right, as we might yeah. have to do. Yeah. I didn't go outside, you know, in that bitter cold. I yeah. went into the bathroom. It's because you're not in San Francisco, Mike. I Well, yeah. I figured. I <laughs> It's a SUNY campus, yeah, yeah. but I still said, yeah. no, I, I'll yeah. use the bathroom. So I go into the bathroom, and I waited for a moment, and what did I see, Mike? I saw feminine hygiene products hmm. right there on the wall, right in, like, basically a dispenser. And I just shook my head, and I thought, oh, my goodness. Like, I, I just can't believe we're living in a society now. I, I thought to myself, am I supposed to grab a few? Like, they're, they're complimentary? Should I go hand them out to my wife, maybe to my daughters, or to any other young ladies out there? Or, like, I'm thinking, what, what are we doing here, right? Well, we have a guest right now on the line, Lauren Fox, an Orchard Park mom, to talk a little bit about what's going on in Orchard Park, one of the, the biggest schools here in Western New York. Or is it the biggest? I, I, it's got to be right up I, there. It's top, one of the tops. Lauren, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. So let's talk a little bit about men changing in women's locker rooms. So what's what's going on in uh, in Orchard Park and the school district out there? Well, I think Orchard Park's coming to light, but some of these issues um, that we're going to talk about are really um, going on in other districts in the area as well, and people just aren't as aware of them as some of the parents in Orchard Park have become um, back in December. Yeah. They, Tell go us ahead, your sorry. experience. No, go go ahead. Tell us your personal experience with this and how you've uh, how you actually, I guess, first thought about it and, and and what's going on. Well, you know, just over the last couple of years, we just started to pay a little bit more attention about what's going on in school and the policies that are being implemented and the different mandates that come down from the state and. You know, it started with some COVID stuff and just increased the participation in board meetings um, by people from both sides. Um, but the most recent issue, I guess, is the gender identity policy. Um, and it was passed in Orchard Park in December. And there was uh, really no discussion about it. There was not um, any really opportunity for people to ask questions, to be told any of the details of the policy. It was mentioned of a final reading from the November um, Board of Ed meeting, um, and then it was passed along in December with really, really no conversation, no discussion, no question and answer period. Lauren, let, let's play the pros and cons game real quick. So we obviously know the cons of this type of policy, right? I mean, we don't have to go through those every day, but we know why it's bad and why it should never happen. When they're proposing these ideas, what are the pros? Well, on the surface, it, it is, I guess, promoted in a way that it's to help the kids who are having gender dysphoria or, you know, are transitioning, whatever is going on with those kids. And it's being promoted as helping those few kids that need that help. Um, but we're looking at, you know, allowing use of restrooms of the other biological sex, we're looking at locker room use, and we're looking at sports. And, you know, I, I really question how that is helping those kids um, and the harm it's doing to the other kids who might be really feeling quite uncomfortable with this being a possibility in their lives. Lauren, wouldn't the obvious solution just be 
give them their own bathroom and not let them go into like a male going into a female bathroom? Wouldn't that be the obvious solution? Or in case of the school trips thing, instead of letting a man or a, a boy sleep in a girl's room, make them just get their own room. Wouldn't that be the obvious solution? Yeah, I think that would be a compromise. And I don't understand why that isn't the path that's being taken because I believe for most rational people that seems to solve all the problems. But I think that's where we start to scratch beneath the surface and find out that this runs a little deeper into an ideology that is really permeating through public schools at this point. Yeah, I think you hit it. Um, I know. I mean, thinking there's an exclusively men or boys bathroom that many can use all at the same time. You could have the same for females. And then have, like, I've seen them, like, family restroom. It's just a single toilet or urinal or single, you know, a single unit, so to speak, that you go in, you have complete privacy, and then anybody can use it, right? You could be a man, you could be a woman, you could be a trans, you could be someone who's just not quite sure, they're not comfortable going in their biological sex bathroom. But it would, it would solve the problem. I think you hit it, though, Lauren. This is more about... We're, we want to, you know, be inclusive and we want to cater to, like, what percentage? I just, I'm just curious about this. In an entire school district, what percentage of the students might have questions about their own gender? How, how many are we actually trying to accommodate? And then, to your point, how many are we actually hurting by doing this? Yeah, um, I think I did the math after an interesting presentation at the January Board of Ed meeting where they were discussing some testing data. And they, interestingly enough, broke things down by male and female and had a non-binary category also. And there were only eight students in the entire district that identified as non-binary. And when you do the math, it came out to being less than 1%. Um, of the student population that's even identifying as non-binary. And then to go further, how many of those kids are even interested in using the opposite facilities or interested in competing in sports? So we're talking about an extremely small percentage of the general population that this is even supposed to be catering to. Hey, hey Lauren, can you hold on just right through this break for us for one last little question? Okay. Awesome. awesome. Lauren Fox, an Orchard Park mom. We're talking about trans policy in Orchard Park schools. Uh, folks, we're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We have another half hour with you. You've got Mike Hayflick, Mike Spraza on the Financial Guys Media Network. Very impressed. Oh, uh, is he? He says, oh, it's on after the FAA published a restricted airspace. Yeah, it is on, Adam. Six days too late. Thanks for that. <laughs> it's on. Yeah, oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like were you in a coma the last six days? <laughs> did you did you not know it was actually seen yep. January twenty eighth? Like, I mean, give me a break, give me a break. Yep. Hey, we're gonna go right back to the phone line and wrap up with Lauren Fox, an Orchard Park mom. Uh, we're talking about trans policy in Orchard Park schools. Hey, Lauren, um, my my one last question that I know Mike Sparaza has one more to to just um, end this segment with you. We we really appreciate you being here. My question is this: Is what you know you've described now is the trans policy policy in Orchard Park schools, or is it still kind of proposed? No, it's policy. It is in the books, um, and this has left everybody wondering. Okay, now what? What? What does this mean? What does this mean for our kids? Mm-hmm. And that's where the district has completely failed to 
give out any information. Dave Lillick, the superintendent at the last Board of Ed meeting, dressed down the parents who have been speaking out and are concerned and want some answers. Pretty much told us to stop causing problems and mm-hmm. sit down and shut up. And yep. we don't know. I think they're waiting for some sort of tragedy. And then they'll figure it out for us. You know, we, we want answers. He um, had an appointment with a, a new family that's starting to get word of what's going on and is interested in asking some questions that he canceled. He, he doesn't want to talk to anybody from the other side as he, as he would view it. Mm-hmm. Just concerned parents that want to know how the school is going to protect their kids. And, and Lauren, one last question for me, Mike Sparazzi here. What is next? A lawsuit? Uh, more meetings? What, I mean, what's, or, what's next? Yeah. Or, or are, are parents going to say, "Kiddos, you're yeah. not coming to, you're not going to that school. That's, like, I'm not taking a chance. Great point. That something happens that that we can prevent. But the only way we can prevent it is by us not letting you go to school. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's going to have their precipice. You know, we saw it with the COVID mandate. I think it's just going to come down to some sort of issue. We found um, parents are just now waking up and realizing that this stuff has gone this far. And we just need more people to start being brave enough to speak out because the other side is constantly making it seem like it's this fringe minority of political extremists and, Mm -hmm. you know, Christian Mm -hmm. nationalists and just trying to paint this group of people who are concerned about their children as these hate mongers and we just need more people that are knowing what's going on don't agree with it to be brave and to stand up and to talk and speak out so that all of this what i believe is a vast majority of the opinion that you know this is going down the wrong direction for our kids can be heard and be understood more people like you lauren thank you for joining us and uh, keep up the good fight thanks guys appreciate the platform you got it. Lauren Fox, Orchard Park mom, just simply wants to know what's going on here. What are we thinking here, folks? Letting letting essentially boys that might say they identify as a girl go into girls' bathrooms, girls' locker rooms. Um, I mean, Mike, you, you said this during the break. I mean, I was in high school. I was in middle school just like you. Not everybody are. They're not all kind people, especially at that age. And we're just simply inviting even more chaos, more confusion by allowing this. Why not do a gender-neutral bathroom? You can go into this bathroom. It's just for any human being walking through the halls. If you're a human being, go into this private bathroom, close the door. There's one toilet, one urinal, whatever you choose. Take care of your business, wash your hands, and leave. You don't need to now start letting those people these kids, these kids who are confused maybe by how they identify. We don't need to confuse everyone else yep. and set up all these other kids that are sort of like, geez, I'm just going to the bathroom here, but I, I really didn't want to see what I just saw. I don't want to be bullied. I don't want to see the bullying that could happen. Yep. I don't want this pushed upon me. Yeah, yeah. And um, again, the left will never stop. This is what they do. They complain, they cry, they play the victim until they get their way. Um, that is essentially what what goes on every time with the left, and and we're gonna get to we're gonna get to our final guest today, and she's probably gonna round out the show with us. Um, I do want to talk to her right now about breaking news again, Mike. So, oh, Monica, hear. I'm gonna bring you on the line. How are you today? Hey, 
Hey, it's great to be with you guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, you too. Monica. So, Monica, give people a little bit of background about you first, and I'm going to ask you my – well, I'm going to tell you breaking news and get your thoughts on it. Sure. So, hello, everybody. I'm Monica, a.k.a. the Monfather on all social media platforms. I'm 27, and I am a reporter and anchor at One American News here in sunny San Diego, California. Uh, previously, I was an associate producer at Newsmax in New York City. So I'm totally passionate about current events, politics, everything, and it's great to be here with you guys. So thank hey, you. And Monica, I have to say, I saw you. I saw you identified yourself with adjectives as hot and spicy, and I said, "That's that's Sparaza's that's two me. adjectives." But we put the words "not" before his, "not hot" and "not spicy." Oh, no. Yeah, sorry, I had to do that to him. <laughs> hey, listen. I feel you. I feel you. I just want to do one hot and spicy one in this room. So that's right. I know my place around here. I, um, Monica, so I, I see you went from one liberal utopia to another, New York to California. Good for you. Um, mm-hmm. My my first thing here is breaking now. Actually, is is Joe Biden finally gives the order to shoot down the Chinese spy balloon. Reports also came out this morning that this thing's been here since January 28th. What are your thoughts about the last, I guess we'll call it six to seven days of this thing just orbiting our our airspace and now being shot down as it went from all the way from the West Coast all the way down to the East Coast? I think it's absolutely ridiculous that we've waited this long. I don't really understand what the Biden administration is accomplishing. Like, what did you want? A round of applause for for doing what everyone said that you should do from the very, very beginning. Um, When this thing was first spotted, you know, I don't. They were just sitting there, just sitting there spying on everybody, spying on whatever it's doing. Um, And they, you know, what I think China's habit has a bigger presence more than just. A balloon in the sky. I think, you know, buying up land in North Dakota and buying up all this farmland throughout the country and nobody does anything in the Biden administration. I think that, you know, shooting this thing down is just one of many things uh, that the Biden administration is, you know, there's there's be more. There just needs to be more. And this isn't enough. And I know that Biden's in bed with China, so nothing will be done. And it'll just keep being an inside job. Well, yeah, and I, I think you're right. I think they're in bed with Joe Biden, and they decided let's go to Joe's house and be in bed with him there. I mean, it's right over our yeah. continental U.S. I mean, not to mention, by the way, folks, Monica Page. We're talking to Monica at the Mon Father, T H E M O N Father, on Twitter. I mean, Monica, this went over like essentially three Air Force bases, probably far more than this, but. Malmstrom in Montana, Minot in North Dakota, Warren in Wyoming. Isn't the damage already done, like regardless of what Biden and his his administration do at this point? Yeah, I mean, the Biden, um, the whole administration, this whole country, I think we were bought and sold a long time ago. Um, Even when Biden was the VP, I think that's when everything kind of started under the Obama administration. It really wouldn't surprise me if that were the case. Um, And I think that... uh, I don't know where it goes from here, honestly. And I wouldn't be surprised if Biden ordered, you know, the army bases throughout the country to stand down on something like this. It just wouldn't surprise me. Biden wouldn't want to ruin his relationship with this communist country, and he certainly wouldn't want to lose out on all that money and all those deals that he has with that country. And, Monica, I'll say this. I I am a Trump supporter. I'll be the first to admit that. However, I do have my issues with some things that Trump does. I think his Twitter at times is a bit much. I think his covid policy and still his still his COVID policy. He pushed COVID the vaccine a couple weeks ago. But 
the one thing I can say about Donald Trump, and I said this in the last hour, was the man would never get bullied, and he would never get told nope. what to do and when to do it. We are now, and we all we all knew this, right? We knew Biden was going to be this person. My God, the guy couldn't campaign. He was too afraid to deal mm. with people on a campaign trail. We knew this was going to happen. I mean, you see that guy in a in a in a television uh, uh, briefing, and you think that guy's talking to President Xi, that guy's talking to Putin, that guy's talking <laughs> right. to anybody. It's really scary where we are. And I thought the border was bad. I really did. This is a whole different level for me. I said I said last night, like I am petrified of what the future holds here. Yeah, I mean, Biden's pretty much running on open borders and open skies. And it really I won't, it won't surprise me at all um, to see in the 2024 campaign videos to use this footage uh, against him. And even Trump or Pompeo or Nikki Haley or whoever decides to run in 2024, they will use this to their benefit. And if, you know, you have to be absolutely ridiculous if you think that this isn't going to come back to bite Biden. No doubt. I mean, those folks across, <laughs> those leaders across the, the world, uh, they're certainly playing chess, and uh, I don't know what we're you're playing. Doing. We're playing uh, Connect Four. I, I don't here. know what Joe's playing. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like Joe's, when you see Joe's in the basement. You <laughs> really, you see, you see the things, the things he actually struggles with. He thinks Kamala Harris is actually the president. He says twenty thousand pounds of fentanyl is enough to kill a thousand people in this country. No, uh, actually, about, times about four billion people yeah, could be killed yeah. with that. I mean, he just really has no sense of facts or, um, I mean, reality. And here he is. He's the one who's supposed to do something about about this provo- provoke provocative mood, a move. I mean, I, I don't know what to say at this point, Monica. Um, are you going to be able to stay over just on this? Uh, we're going to take a quick break. But can you stay over? Because we've got far more to, to ask of you. Absolutely. I'll be happy to stay around for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, folks, we're going to be right back with Monica Page. You can find her at at the Mon Father on Twitter. And uh, folks, a real quick pitch. Uh, we have an upcoming seminar, Estate Planning, Transferring Wealth, uh, How to Pass Wealth Tax-Free. That's going to be with Charlie Sparaza, Anthony Zeffler, February 8th, 615, in person or online at thefinancialguys.com forward slash events. Um, we're going to be right back, folks. Uh, we have one more segment, Monica Page. As soon as we return, you got Mike Hayflick, Mike Sparaza, the financial guys on the Financial Guys Media Network. Alrighty, welcome back. We are back for our last segment with you. We are on here with Monica Page live, a reporter and weekend news anchor at One America News Network. Um, you can find Monica and her thoughts, her opinions at the Monfather on Twitter. So, Monica, I'm going to switch from um, the bungling of national security of Joe Biden to um, <laughs> one of our favorites here. You said you were in New York City, so you know this person well, I'm sure. Um, AOC and the the squad had quite the tantrum. I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, I'm going to play this clip, and then I'll let you immediately comment on your thoughts. Don't tell me that this is about an abdic- a-, a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks when you have a member of the Republican caucus who, have t- who has talked about Jewish space lasers and an, an entire amount of tropes and also elevated her to some of the highest committee assignments in this body. This is about targeting women of color in the, in the United States of America. Don't tell me because I didn't get a single apology when my life was threatened. Thank you. So, Monica, everything is racist. We know that. But but AOC throwing her arms around, slapping the, the podium 
What are your thoughts about her? Monica, you still with us? Oh, there you are. Yeah. There you are. Go yeah. ahead. Everything with that party is about race, always. They always make everything about race, and it's not. It's about Ilhan Omar calling 9-11 some people who did something, which right. is an absolute FU to the entire country. Mm-hmm. Have at it. And, uh, no, AOC is, She's. I think she and the squad are, are domestic terrorists as it is. I think that she she goes up there every day. She's a bartender with with, with no, like, real experience on anything in life. She has no, uh, like, real understanding of how real people work and how real things how are working in this country. And, Don't tell um, me. And I think she's a joke. She's she's right in the vile, uh, I guess, character category to me. It's like she's like the Joy Behars, the Joy Reeds, the Adam <laughs> Schiffs, the Harry Reeds. I mean, these people to me are vile, vile people because they're so anti-American. And yet they enrich themselves, Monica, by being in America. I mean, these people get into seven, eight figure kind of net worth, but they bash and want to do everything they can to berate America. Yeah, and I mean, they, since they always want to make everything about race, they're probably the, some of the most racist people that I've ever listened to, that I've ever seen in my life. And if this country in 2023 is so racist, then why are they even holding positions of power right now? If we were truly a racist nation, they, would, they, would, they wouldn't even be here right now. They wouldn't even be in the, in the positions that they have. That's why I think it's absolutely ridiculous that they are always using that card on everything. And it's just to make people feel bad about themselves. And honestly, like the names, like the name calling, racist, xenophobic, white supremacist, those, those names, those words lose their value the more you use them. So, so to just call everybody that when they disagree with you, it's pretty like counter, counterintuitive, really. It really is. I, I wondered this. I'm just switch gears for a second. I was optimistic, even though there wasn't a red wave across the country in terms of GOP gaining gaining some control, I was still happy that they took the House. I was happy to think there'd be gridlock. I was happy to think not much would be done compared to just, you know, having full Congress and the presidency Democrat. What are your thoughts on what you hope for in terms of the GOP being House, the Democrats still in the Senate, and then still having this president to endure for the next couple of years? Well, I think that, you know, the way that politics goes, everything's a cycle. Everything has to work its way through, um, whether that be the House being held majority Democrats or Republicans. Um, this is just the way that things have to go right now in order for there to be an even more empower- powerful impact uh, for the future. And I think that right now we're just seeing the calm before the storm. I think um, Trump's going to make a huge comeback, and I fingers crossed that he does. Because um, I think a lot of people are regretting their choices and regretting their their vote. I mean, you you had mentioned previously uh, that you know his Twitter was something Trump's Twitter was something that was very off putting to many Americans, and I think that could have either been his strength or his weakness. I think we this country needs somebody who's not going to put it lightly, someone who's going to you know who's not going to watch his manners. We need somebody who's going to tell it how it is, and I think that we need a new wave of Republicans. I mean, you see these Republicans that we have right now. We need term limits, obviously, and I think we needed a new wave of the Republican Party that that is really powerful. Because right now, I mean, the only thing that we can do right right now is meme. We can meme like better than the Democrats. The liberals Mm -hmm. do not know how to meme or make jokes. 
Um, and that's <laughs> right. Like, you know, you, you see young liberals getting extremely involved in politics. And while that's great for young people, I think we the, the right needs more of that. We need more momentum. We need more um and just get more young people. We need to look like the cool party, really, to get more people and to make more of an impact. And Monica, I, I, I totally agree with you. I'm 30 years old, so I, I'm close in age with you. And I, I can't believe the things that I hear and see from people that I know. They're, they're just the lack of knowledge or care of reality to me is insanity. Um, and yeah, you know, term limits, I totally agree with you there. And I want to go back real quick to Trump because you said something I, I agree with. I have no problem with his Twitter of just telling it how it is. I actually very much appreciate that. I wish we had more of that across the board in our country. The only issues I had with him Twitter-wise was going after some bot account. Like, you know, come on. This is obviously mm-hmm. somebody that is like Joe Biden in their basement that, that has no real sense of, of what real life is like. I don't need you to go after that person. I don't mind you going after Eric Swalwell or AOC or, you know, Shifty Schiff or whoever. That's fine. I just have the issue with, you know, going after bots and stuff. You just don't need to do it. Don't even give them the time of day. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. So last thing I guess I'll go with today, uh, the the balloon was shot down. I don't know if you heard that. That just happened. It was shot down. Um, What are your thoughts or what are your – what do you think is going to happen in the 2024 election? Let's take a look at Ron DeSantis. Let's take a look at Donald Trump. And I know Nikki Haley's rumored, Mike Pompeo's rumored. Um, there's a lot of people out there. What are you, what do you think is realistic for the, the next year and then going into 2024 into election season? Honestly, I think it's really hard to tell right now. Um, well, for one thing, Ron DeSantis has not announced he's running. Um, I know a lot of people like to throw his name into hypothetical polls or into discussions to talk about hypotheticals, but you have to think about what's happening now. Trump is running. Biden is saying he's, he's re- well, he's going to be running again. Um, I think that we have to look at it for what it is right now. I don't want to get ahead of myself. And because I think Republicans made that mistake in midterms, uh, calling it a red wave when it was more like a red sprinkle, unfortunately. Um, and I, so I don't want to get ahead of myself there, but it is, it is going to be very interesting. I, I really don't know for a fact what, what could happen. I mean, many people were torn with Hillary and Trump. A lot of people did not like either candidate. And I would honestly see that happening again. Mm-hmm. But this time, I feel like more independents would lean more right and that would gain more votes. Now, I think that if DeSantis were to throw in his hat in the ring, like if we're going to bring up hypotheticals, I think that would split the Republican vote and we would be doomed in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if Trump were smart, he would pick somebody like Tulsi Gabbard to be his VP. I think that could be a really amazing ticket. And even though I'm not a Democrat, I really liked Tulsi a lot when she um, mm-hmm. when she was running in, in 2016. Um, so it's going to be an interesting 2024, that's for sure. They have to build a coalition, no doubt. I agree with you. I think one or the other, Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump, have to wholeheartedly get behind one another. Maybe it's a Nikki Haley. Maybe it's a Tulsi Gabbard. I I totally agree with you. Mm -hmm. Whenever I'd hear Tulsi Gabbard, I'd think, oh, my gosh, I love her for her common sense, her her very kind of articulate way of explaining things that we were all thinking. Yeah, she's making more of a presence on Fox News, too, which kind of gives me a little bit of a telltale sign. And also, don't also don't rule out uh, Christy Nome, uh, South Mm -hmm. Dakota. She's a I think she's making some waves, too. So I wouldn't put that past her to also throw her hat in the ring. Before we let you go, one thing I can say for you, Monica, and for us, it's a good time to be in the uh, political media, because this is going to get very, very interesting and very 
I'll call it fun to watch between the the Democratic Party. There's no telling who's going to be their running mate either. I mean, people say Joe's mm-hmm, running again. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine him going, you know, unchallenged on that side. And then obviously with the, with the right and the the, uh, the Republicans and conservatives, who knows what happens there? It's a great time to be in media, and it's going to be a, a fun thing to watch. Hell yeah, I'm very excited about it. I'm I'm really excited to be here. Um, I'm just I'm urging a lot of young uh, young people to get involved because. You know, we need them. We need them more involved in politics. We need them to be more informed and to do their own research. You can't be listening to mainstream media. That's going to be the downfall of, of it all, really. You have to just do your own research and go with your gut. And don't be Monica, afraid to stand yeah. up for what you believe in. Thank you so much again for joining us. Hopefully we can uh, do this again in the future. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Uh, Reporter and weekend news anchor at One America News Network, Monica Page. Find her on Twitter, at TheMonFather. I love that. Again, her adjectives are hot and spicy. (laughs) You can tell her opinions definitely are. And, uh, I I mean, we can't thank, again, all of our guests today. Monica Page, Lauren Fox, Orchard Park mom. uh, Earlier today, um, boy, talking immigration with Matt Culkin. Just a great, great, uh, uh, I guess, version of our show. When we get these many people on that know what they're talking about, boy, that's a success right there, folks. If you need us throughout the week, 833-FIN-GUYS. I think we're at the end here. I, I think we our are. Time. Hopefully next week Joe Biden will tell us what his thoughts were, which could go either way because his thoughts are always interesting. So we will see what happens with the Chinese spy balloon next week. Let's see. Thanks for tuning in today, folks. To all of our guests, our callers, Mike Sparaza, Mike Hayflick, remember to find all of our TFG podcasts at the thefinancialguys.com or financialguysmedia.com. Thanks for listening to the Financial Guys Media Network. W-H-